Hello and good afternoon on this Monday, the final Monday before we approach Christmas here. My name is Father Dave Nix. This is the Padre Peregrino channel. You know, I've done some live views with or some live videos with my phone, but I've never done it with my computer. So I don't know if this is actually working. Um, so if there's anybody, if you could just make a little note in the live chat, uh, I've never used this uh, microphone for this. So if you can, let me know uh, how you hear me right now. This is the first time I've used this computer to go live, and uh, I'm a little scatterbrained. I've had uh, a little bit too much caffeine today, but I watched a video today that I'm going to share with you, at least by describing it, and I realized if I just waited for a perfect description of everything I wanted to say, it was never going to get done. So I know it's a little bit weird to release a TCE on the same day as a VLX. Please go watch the VLX, even if it's not quite as interesting as this. And I will admit right now, there are going to be some speculative opinions of just things I'm trying to uh, figure out. Okay, great. People said in the uh, live chat, loud and clear, I hear you, Father. Can see and hear you fine. Um, okay, so we can jump right in. This is actually TCE Theology and Current Events, number 36. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Okay, now... Luke chapter 3, verse 6 is found in the gospel yesterday in the traditional Latin Mass and all week. It was yesterday's gospel, the fourth Sunday of Advent, and it's going to be all week except tomorrow on St. Thomas. And then, of course, except Christmas Eve and Christmas Masses itself. So what we have in Luke 3, it's actually talking about how John the Baptist was getting everyone ready for Jesus Christ. And so, as you know, in Advent, we prepare for the coming of Jesus as a baby in mercy, but we also prepare an advent for Christ's return at the end of time, at the end of all days, in what we call the general judgment. Um, now, there's something I want you to put on the back burner, and this is getting a little bit to one of my kind of speculative, woohoo, far out opinions out there. So take this with a grain of salt. We're going to tie all this together, and I admit this is a little bit out there, but there's a lot going on in the world, so we have to maybe... Uh, string together some speculative opinions since we Catholics are trying to figure out a lot of weird things. About 25 years ago, back when people had tape decks in their car, I popped in Dr. Scott Hahn's Romans 9 through 11. And in that, he explains, many of the Jews never understood the promise that all the tribes would one day be reunited, especially since after the attack of the Assyrians in 722 BC and the um, Babylonians in 586 BC, what happened is the pure-blood Jews ended up in what we now call a diaspora all over the world, but they were intermarried, so they're no longer pure-blood Jews. So the big question was, how in the world would God bring back all the tribes um, of the Jews as promised? Well, what Dr. Scott Hahn shows very brilliantly in, in Romans 9 through 11 is it's the blood of Jesus that brings everyone through baptism all the Jews that convert in these foreign countries who are half-breeds, half-breed Assyrians, half-breed Babylonians. You know, the, again, the big question was, how are the Jews going to be reunited as to one tribe? Well, it's by the blood of Jesus that when you're baptized, even if you're half Syrian blood and half Jewish blood, you become fully grafted into the body of Christ at baptism. So one of the things we have to see is that there's often unexpected fulfillment in prophecies from the Old Testament. So things often come about in ways that people didn't see. The Jews knew all the tribes had to be brought back together, but they didn't know that was going to be through baptism. So there's 
there's some tricky things happening on the blood. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Put that on the back burner because my theory that comes up is admittedly a little bit far out there. But we're trying to figure some stuff out. Okay, so the reason I'm making this video, someone texted me a video today on Rumble of Dinesh D'Souza talking about how 6 million Muslims convert every year to Christianity. 6 million Muslims convert every year to Christianity. I'm going to check the live chat, make sure um, people can hear me. Okay, cool. People can still hear me. So 6 million uh, Muslims convert every year. Now, Al Jazeera covers this. Al Jazeera is a Qatari government-funded public publication. There's a 2000 year 2000 estimate that pegged a nightly viewership at 35 million. So that ranks Al Jazeera's first in the Arab world. The numbers are probably way up by now. Um, but the point is, this is a definitive news source in the Middle East. And as I read you this quote, remember, they're mostly Muslims, and not Christians. So keep that in mind. Quote, according to Al Jazeera's interview with Sheikh Ahmad Al-Qatani, the president of the Companions Lighthouse for the Science of Islamic Law in Libya, Every day, 16,000 Muslims convert to Christianity. Every year, 6 million Muslims convert to Christianity in Africa alone. Okay, so you can just guess at the worldwide numbers there. Um, 6 million Muslims converting. Now, this is actually unprecedented. Um, Dinesh D'Souza makes two really important points. This is unprecedented in, in the history of Islam. Uh, and also... Jesus is appearing in dreams to these people. It's not necessarily that missionaries, Catholic or Orthodox or Evangelical are finding all these people. A lot of times Jesus appears in a dream and they show up on the doorstep of a Catholic church for baptism or uh, an Iraqi Eastern Orthodox church for baptism or an evangelical community in Saudi Arabia or something asking for baptism. Now, if you look in Pius XII's Mystici Corporis, it was an encyclical written in 1943. It's also the Divine Intimacy Readings today. It's a book I really suggest. It says that on one hand, quote, Christ requires the help of his members. In other words, we have to go out and be missionaries to bring people to Christ if we want them to be saved by the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The merits applied through baptism. We have to preach the gospel first. Look at Romans 10. If people don't hear the gospel, they can't believe and then we know if they if they don't believe, they're not going to go ask for baptism. So on one hand, Christ requires the help of his members. That's Pope Pius XII, his encyclical in 1943, Mystici Corporis. But also in Divine Intimacy Today, it also quotes Mystici Corporis, and it says, it was quite possible for Christ personally to impart these graces immediately to men. It is quite possible for Christ personally to impart these, these graces immediately to men. Now, like I said, remember Dinesh D'Souza talks about dreams. And let's look at what Peter says. St. Peter says this in Pentecost. I know we're putting a lot on the back burner. We're going to tie all this together. So just keep putting this on the back burner. Peter said this at Pentecost in Acts 2.17. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my flesh on all let me read that again. And in the last days, it shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall see dreams. Uh, so notice right there, I'm going to check, make sure people can still hear. Cool. Um, notice right there that uh, those two, those two sets of two words, last days, and actually it's four words, men shall see dreams. So that's key in there. Acts chapter two. In the last days, men shall see dreams. Um, now, 
Now we're going to talk like what I put on Facebook and Twitter and Telegram. I did promise we're going to talk a little bit about the end days. Um, my belief is personally Jesus is going to return soon in glory. You don't have to sign on to that to keep listening because I'm just trying to put some puzzle, puzzle pieces together. Matthew 24 is the big checklist to look through to see. I mean, yeah, of course, we don't know the day or the hour, but Jesus wouldn't have given us Matthew 24 if he didn't want us to kind of guess the year a little bit there. And one of the things is earthquakes. You know, secular organizations say we've had more earthquakes the past 100 years than any time in history. Um, one of the things we know from Catholic doctrine is we're going to have to have the great apostasy when most Catholics leave the faith. That's going to be one of the requirements that we have to see on the planet before Jesus returns in glory. That doesn't mean they all leave baptism or the sacraments. It means they leave the faith, that most Catholics will leave the traditional Catholic faith for the great apostasy to happen for Christ to return in glory. Uh, another thing we know is going to have to happen is the great persecution. Um, now, when I explain this to most traditional Catholics, they don't think the great persecution has happened. I think, I think they think back to, say, the second, third, fourth century in, well, second, first, second, and third century in Rome. That's when most of the martyrdoms happened. Maybe they picture people coming into traditional Latin mass parishes in the Western Hemisphere and blowing it up and stuff. Um, that would certainly make a lot of martyrs. However, when I tell most, and I'm a traditional Latin mass Catholic, so I'm not ripping on them, but when I explain this to most traditionalists, they get a little squirmy when I say, actually, we've had more martyrdoms the past 100 years than all 2,000 years combined. In 2,000 years, you've heard me say this before, we've had 70 million martyrs, but of that 70 million martyrs in 2,000 years, 45 and a half million of them have died in the past 100 years, mostly due to communism and Islam. So we have had most Christian martyrdoms happen in the past hundred years, just because it's not people coming in and taking people out in traditional Latin mass parishes doesn't mean they're not martyrs. Um, so I do think we can check that one off the list. Now, the only one I can actually think of, um, make sure everyone can still hear. Cool. Uh, the only one I can really think of that uh, hasn't really been done for Jesus to return in glory is for the Jews to convert. That we know that has to happen. It's biblical. St. Thomas Aquinas talks about this. Okay, here's another one of my little far out, woohoo, speculative things here. So you just take this with a grain of salt. Um, do you remember how I explained a little bit earlier how the Jews of the Old Testament didn't understand how God was going to gather all the diaspora of all the tribes since they had lost the pure blood of it? That shows that there's a little wiggle room on the definition of blood. Well, how about this? What if, and I, I realize there's going to be some pushback. So this is just a speculative idea. What if what really is meant by Jews coming into the church at the end of time could have been their Semitic bloodlines? Could that be fulfilled in 6 million Jews, Muslims rather? I, I realize Muslims don't equal Jews. I totally get that. <laughs> but if 6 million Muslims of the same Semitic who originally Jews and should have been Christians if Islam hadn't taken over, and many of them were from Christian lands, now converting back. I realize this is a little wacky theory, so you don't, you don't have to totally believe it, but six million Muslims converting a year, could that be the same Semitic bloodlines required for us to consider that last check mark for Jesus to return in glory? I don't know. It's just a theory I'm putting out there because there's so much unprecedented, everyone's favorite word from 2020 and 2021, there's so many unprecedented things happening in the world. I can't help but think possibly this 
can check off the list what is required for Jesus to return in glory soon. Okay, now let's let's talk about, I know this is a question a lot of traditional Catholics out there are going to have. Why in the world, world would Jesus appear in dreams to Muslims who might show up at the door of, say, Eastern Orthodox people or even evangelicals to get baptized? Now, there's probably a lot of traditionalists out there who say, well, there's no salvation outside the church. So that would be a devil, that would be a devil appearing them to them in a dream if they went from Islam to an evangelical community in Saudi Arabia, for example. Um, now, the normie Catholics out there would hear of just Muslims showing up at the door of evangelicals and getting baptized and being like, cool, that's great. Like, as long as you make it, as long as you're some form of Christian instead of, instead of Islam, that's great. I mean, like slightly right of center Catholics, the, the left wouldn't even be happy to hear <laughs> that people are going from Islam to Christianity. I mean, like the neoconservative non-traditionalists would hear of Muslims becoming evangelicals by a dream and have absolutely no problem with it. But I know half to 80% of my audience is traditionalists, and they're going to say, well, wait a minute, um, wouldn't that be a devil appearing if if they're going to say, if Jesus is going to appear and say, go get baptized, and then they show up at the door of an evangelical community in Saudi Arabia, was this really Christ? Well, traditional Catholics might say Jesus would never lead anyone to an even evangelical church. And I get that, because I... I believe there's no salvation outside the Catholic Church, so I get that. But here's the thing. If God in the Old Testament can speak through a donkey to get people to him, then he can use any community he wants to get the ball rolling for a conversion of the fullness of the faith, especially with what is going on in the Catholic Church today. going to do a quick um, test right here. Okay, looks like people are still uh, listening. So um, I get I get that this is, is speculative, but... When I say what's going on in the Catholic Church today, let's let's be really honest. Um, do you realize right now that they are building a Abrahamic family house in Abu Dhabi with a giant church, a giant synagogue, and a giant mosque? And this is with the this is being done by the Vatican. It's on the Vatican website um, or the Vatican news site. Just put in Abrahamic family house in Abu Dhabi. So the hardcore traditionalists out there, are you saying there's no salvation outside of that? Like, unless, unless you support the Vatican that's building the Abrahamic family house in Abu Dhabi, there's no salvation outside of connection to that. That is clearly so far beyond ecumenism that it's holding to the religious, the, the heresy of religious indifferentism. So you can't really say you can't really hold that. Right. I mean, look, um, you think that someone kissing a Quran is why all these Muslims are converting. Like, Oh, he kissed a Quran. I he's so nice to me, and they're so nice. I think that's why I'm going to go become a Christian. <laughs> that that's not why. That is not why people are becoming Christian right now. So here's my proposal on all of this. Um, yes, I believe there's no salvation outside the church, but baptism plus the Bible, baptism plus the Bible, is closer to the heart of the Catholic Church than this Abrahamic family house being built being sanctioned by the Vatican. So, you know, if God is using dreams, look, tomorrow's the Feast of St. Thomas the Apostle. He went to India and worked miracles in the face of these Hindu um, priests, and they converted at miracles. 1,500 years after him came St. Francis Xavier, who also raised the dead and baptized 500,000 all over the East. We don't have that anymore. So it seems that God is going around this and he's Jesus is appearing in dreams. Catholic missionaries, evangelical missionaries, 
they all will tell you most of these converts from Islam to Christianity is happening by Jesus appearing in dreams. So I propose that baptism plus the Bible is closer to the heart of the Catholic Church than holding to modernism. So it's a good start. It gets the ball rolling. I'm not saying there's salvation outside the church, but I'm going to bless the ball getting rolling in these situations. You know, we have something in medicine called collateral circulation. Um, when someone has a heart attack, imagine just like your right coronary artery gets gets full of plaque. Before you can make it, say, to um, the cardiac cath lab, that's basically the rotor rooter and an EMS when we had someone with a heart attack. Remember, someone with a heart attack can be talking, totally fine talking. I mean, they look pale, cool, diaphoretic, but you can be having a myocardial infarction and be awake and alert to person, place, time, and event. Well, we would take people to the hospital uh, with that, and we'd hope to get them to the cardiac cath lab, which, again, is like the rotor rooter to get that plaque out of there. Um, but sometimes if this plaque slowly builds up, the heart is so smart, it can make arteries around, say, that smaller arteries around, say, that right coronary artery. What does this have to do with what I'm talking about? Well, God's first plan is the Catholic priesthood for salvation. God's plan for salvation is the Catholic priesthood. But what happens when 99% of the priests in the world are modernist heretics? Would it be impossible to believe? there would be collateral circulation. In other words, Jesus appearing in dreams, getting to the basics of baptism uh, for salvation. If we're telling people, you don't even have, if we're, you know, most, many, many priests in the world would say to a Muslim, you don't have to be Christian to be saved. I mean, we have putatively orthodox bishops holding to this von Balthasarian idea, dear, we hope that all men be, be saved. If our putatively conservative guys are saying that, I'm really not surprised Jesus is appearing in dreams to Muslims and bringing them in droves and swaths to the waters of baptism. This is this is collateral circulation. I think that God is good because priests priests are no longer preaching the gospel. We have the Abrahamic family house being built to tell everybody all religions are equal, sanctioned by the Vatican. Is God? able to appear in dreams and get him to any waters of baptism possible first? Yeah, I think so. Now, this is one reason I'm going to make EIX, which is um, our new series that's going to explain the gospel in numerous languages um, to people all over the world in just 10 minutes. We're going to work on that in uh, 2022. And also, I am going to make a video up uh, for emergency baptisms, because what's here's what's happening in the Eastern and the Western Hemisphere. I'm going to wrap this up here. Eastern Hemisphere, you have all these people dying in martyrdom. Jesus is appearing. They're coming to the waters of baptism. They're believing Jesus is the only way to the Father, as they should, what Catholics actually always believed. But then the Western Hemisphere of Catholic priests is not holding to the notion Jesus is the only way to the Father. And we're getting locked down on the sacraments. So for the few priests out there, uh, and even the lay people listening, you have to be ready to do emergency baptism. So I'm going to make a video, TCE, one of the one of these TCEs in 2022 is going to talk about emergency baptism because as the sacraments are getting locked down in the Western Hemisphere and the Eastern Hemisphere, all these people are coming to the sacraments. We need to be ready to have Muslims show up at our door, ready to become Christian. And if the sacraments become illegal by the very people who should be promoting them, we have to think a little bit outside the lines. I wish this was the 1950s. I wish this was the 1920s. I wish I could give you the same advice St. Alphonsus Liguori gave in the, in the 18th century on this stuff. But there's miracles happening and there's unprecedented apostasy happening from the top down in the church. So we have to think 
a little bit outside the lines, still holding to the fact there's no salvation outside the church. But again, just baptism plus the water of uh, baptism plus the Bible is closer to the heart of the church than the heresy of religious indifferentism that Jesus is not the only way to the Father. So um, if there's any precessing, um, be ready to do baptisms. Be ready to accept Muslims. To tell, tell them Jesus is the only way to the Father. Um, and pray, please everyone, pray for new converts that they make it not just to baptism, but to the one true Holy Catholic Church. Thanks for listening. May God bless you.